welcome to Couple Skate. I'm Emma Arnold. And I'm Pidge. And we intro this podcast. <laughs> like professionals. Yeah, I d- apparently always forget to intro. But also, isn't that just some like weird... It's the patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think. I mean, it must he just be. wants... Because we do it our way. Yeah. And just because it doesn't line up with like the I traditional way. My... He says... He says, you know, you need to intro it because the people who are just listening need to know what they're listening to. And I'm like, they how, just do you end up, it. how do you end up on a podcast <laughs> and don't know who you're listening to, where you are? You're just like, help, help. I'm what lost. in the world is this? <laughs> who are these ladies? <laughs> I just was like, I feel like people, he says, I don't, on my other one, he says, I never intro the guest. And I'm like, people, it says their name right there on the thing. And I say, like, I don't. Like I have to be like, Ugh. I shouldn't have put that lid on there. I realized it as I was pushing it down. I was like, oh, you know what it's going to do? It's going to create a vacuum because it's going to cool. Yeah. And the water is hot and then it makes a vacuum and then it's going to make a mess. But okay, then I just, I just went with it anyway. You know my strength. Uh, <laughs> boy, I, so I was, I am, I can barely hold this microphone right now. I was wrestling with Henry and I think he broke my elbow. It is so, he hyper, he hyper extended my arm, spun it in a circle, and then also spun it behind my back. And I afterward was like, oh, and I couldn't unbend it for a little bit. Um, now I can, but it does, it's, it's well, very I sore. I hate to break it to you, but your boys are now big enough that you need to quit with the wrestling. I know. I was like, <laughs> okay, so 6'3", I guess, is the cutoff for me being able to take these guys. Um, I apologize. I am out of pomegranate pizzazz. Yeah, I'm seeing this. I don't, where's my, how, where's my pizzazz going to come from? Just myself? Just my, you think I have a well of pizzazz right now to throw at this? Um, I'm going to do, I'm going to do two T's. Is that okay? Are you I all right with so. me? I'm going to do a pa... DRCO, great for bladder health. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're the one that told me about that. Yeah. I, for my this, bladder health. I tell everybody about it. It's really, if you get frequent UTIs or have uh, frequent urination, great for old lady bladders. <laughs> and then a cozy chamomile. Also great for old lady bladders. Also very good. <laughs> also, all these things are great for old lady bladders. No pizzazz today, but I'll be cozy and I'll be peeing comfortably. <laughs> Um, I was thinking today, okay, so we went out to CUNA today yep. um, to actually have, so we went yesterday to CUNA to try and get, I, you had told us that there was a place out there doing vaccines, so we ran out there to get Alex's vaccine. Okay, okay, but you just made it sound like there was a place out there, like it was some kind of a garage. There's a shed full, <laughs> it's a sheep shed if out People in don't Cuna. know CUNA, it's real rural Idaho. Yes. <laughs> But there's a Walgreens out there that has a no waste list. And because people, for the most part in CUNA, are really... Burning masks. (laughs) Are burning masks. They have extra vaccines. Yeah. And uh, And we were able to. He made an appointment. We ran out there. And then he was just about to get it. And they were like, oh, by the way, have you had any other vaccinations within two weeks? And he was like, well, yes. Because on Sunday, he stepped on a nail, a rusty nail that had been in the garden like a board had been buried in the garden and then we tilled it up to make extra garden space and then he stepped up. If there is a nail, Alex is going to step on it. He is incredible for that kind of clumsiness. He's just like, he's such a little magnet for injuries. So he stepped on this very rusty nail and then I was like, when was your last last tetanus shot? And he was like, I don't know, 10 years ago or so. And I was kind of like, oh, maybe we should go. Maybe we should go all Sunday. I kept going, maybe we should go. It's just, you know, 
Cause booster smart. Lockjaw? Because lockjaw. <laughs> As a child, I had a horrible phobia oh my God. of tennis. It was my, t- my number one fear was lockjaw. Yes. I would sleep with my mouth open. <laughs> You me too. <laughs> Actually, me too. Because I was like, if it's going to lock, then at least it'll be open and then I could eat. Well, I wonder if that's like a generational thing. Yes, it is. Just like quicksand. Yeah. Do you we're remember how of, terrifying oh, quicksand so was? so terrified of quicksand. <laughs> you know what? Kids don't even think about quicksand they don't even, even know. a little bit They're anymore. not even testing the dirt before they jump down <laughs> off a fence or something. Nothing no. like that. No, I, I was really scared of tetanus as a child. And I, I remember, you know, I can't remember how I learned about it, but I remember reading up on the symptoms kind of obsessively, like re- finding as much information about it as I could. They must have given us all the same pamphlet. We must have, because I was so scared of that. So I kept telling him, he's eight years younger. He did, He's not scared of tetanus at all. <laughs> I, he stepped on a rusty nail in the soil for a long time. And I'm like, we better we better go get a booster. And he's like, that's eh, probably fine. Is he afraid of mouse poop? Nope, not, a scared, not afraid of mouse poop either, <gasps> but, but he hasn't he lived in Arizona. Get, he could get hunter. You could get hunter. That's an Arizona thing, I think. No, it's not because you I I was scared of it way before because I think I read remember when we all read a lot about Egypt yeah okay (laughs) you're right you're right so you would get it in Egypt if you were going to um, dig up the the graves of uh, Egyptian kings and queens yeah and then you'd go in and you'd find all of this treasure but then you would rightly die of hunter (laughs) hunter yeah Yeah. I'm also yeah I also don't fuck with mouse poop either so maybe there's that but he wouldn't he wouldn't go on Sunday. I kept being like, eh, eh. and he even got his vaccination thing out and was like, I got one in 2013. I looked it up. If you get a puncture wound. Yeah, it's every 10 years, a booster. Okay. If you get a puncture wound every five. Really? So if you do step on something or, you know, get a deep puncture wound like heaps. Also, I just want to say shout out. Uh, I don't know if if it's a gen- like a gender thing or whatever, but like shout out to the men in my life for if I stepped on a nail, I'd be out for the day. That's the end for me. He went right back to putting up a fence. Like I put a band, I made him clean it out and put a bandaid on it. He went right back to building a fence. I was like, I'd be like, I gotta go raise, I gotta lay down, I gotta elevate my feet. You know, he was just back to it. But then sun Monday when he got up, uh, it was very red and swollen, and it had those tendrils going Ooh. out. I was like, "We're headed, we're headed to the urgent care. We're going in." So he got a tetanus shot, which means he couldn't get the COVID shot. Fuck. I know. Yeah, I got the COVID shot. I was so so excited because our mutual friend Melanie was the one who told me she's like, "We're going out to Cuna." call i called the guy that answered the phone was so stoked for me he was like you just won the lottery for the day and i was like you're right i totally did and i drove out um got my shot felt totally fine the next day which was also uh the um time change i was a complete total idiot i had just the worst brain fog. Oh, I've funny. never experienced anything like that before in my life. But I was like, kind of like, just, I would catch myself just kind of standing and staring. <laughs> and I kept, like, I had a bunch of work to do because Monday is always like, you got to catch up on everything. And I kept like sort of writing an email and then like looking back over it and being like, oh my God, there's a bunch of typos or, or I just said something totally crazy or yeah, like it was bizarre. Yeah. I felt and then like that I still made dinner. No, oh, good job. So that's my version of stepping on a nail and putting up the fence. Yeah. You still, still made, made dinner. That's exactly my mom. And when my parents got it, my mom was like, I felt a little fuzzy and like kind of t- fatigued. And my dad was like, I was laid out. <laughs> 
you've never experienced a, an exhaustion like I felt. And I was like, that's just, that's just how it is always, you know. I felt so, so weird. And um, that morning, okay, so we had spent the weekend talking about the time change with Bodhi. And then he usually gets up at like 6.30. And so he is still in bed at like 7 o'clock. And so I go in and I'm like, hey, Bodhi, are you getting up? And he... He kind of wakes up and he's like, I was like, don't you usually get up at 630? You know, don't you have to get going? And he was like, I'm going to get up at 710. And I was like, okay, well, does that give you enough time to take a shower and eat your breakfast and get down to the bus? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then at like, uh, he just takes his time, you know, takes his time. And I'm, I know that he's been leaving for the bus at like 725, 730. And at like 735, he's still still here and I'm just like so confused I'm like what's going on and I was like Bodhi what time don't you need to leave for the bus oh no I have time I have time and I said well what time does the bus come he has no idea what time the bus yeah comes. of course not. zero idea yeah. his, and Why so I'm he? like well well when you go down to the bus how long do you wait do you wait like a few minutes do you wait hey, like okay, okay an hour sorry sorry listeners uh but you have to understand someone is raking next door so obviously a man's got to go check it out Cirque. come on come on so so he doesn't know if he waits a few minutes or if he waits an hour for the bus and I was like you know there's a difference right like like would you say you are you're there for one YouTube videos worth or five would you say he has no clue so then I'm like I'm like trying to convince him that he's going to be late for the bus and miss the bus and I said well buddy what time does the bus come what time does school start and he says uh school starts at 805 so he knows that and I'm like so what time do you think the bus comes and he's like 830 <laughs> I'm like, I love it. Does it, when you are, say that, it. does it make sense to you? 8.30. Okay. <laughs> okay. So do you go to school when it's already started? No, no. It's We get there before school starts. And I'm just, I'm doing this with my brain fog, trying to talk to him. And then he says to me, I'm like, well, Bode, um, the, uh, I look up the bus schedule and I'm like, the bus comes at 8.36 or 7.36. It's now uh, 7.40. So you've missed the bus. And he's like, no, no, no. And I said, well, yes, because it says here, school starts at 805. You got to catch the bus. And um, he's like, but with the time change. And I realized like, he's like doing some kind of internal math, <laughs> like random internal no, 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 math. No, no, no. <laughs> you, you see with the time change. He's like, we gained an hour. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a spring forward. Yeah. And, and come on <laughs> and i was like that means the only thing that changes is the clocks you don't add an hour to your day you don't, you wait don't. he's like whoa 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 whoa! you don't get an extra hour <laughs> yeah this whole time we've been describing this to him he's 15 emma yeah. he's done time change he's, twice a year i feel him because i no matter how many times people explain it to me i'm like no, I don't know. You, I just don't understand. I trust you. I'm going to follow what you do with the clocks. I'm going to follow that. But I don't understand it. It's a mystery to me entirely. Fall yeah. back, spring forward, whatever. I don't know. Something happens. Well, he sprang forward. He did. And then he thought, you know, 
we'll have an extra hour to get to the bus. Yeah, you just get an extra. No, no, no. You get an extra free hour at any point during the day to take for yourself to dick around. Did you know that? That's what it should be. I decided when we were doing the time change, I was like, I want a new system. I want every, I want it to be a metric system. So instead of 60 minutes in an hour, there's 100. It's yeah. easier for me to keep track of 100 minutes to an hour. And Alex was like, well, how would you structure the day then? I'm like, you do 10 hours. It's a 10-hour day. And he's like, okay, but how would you add that? And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you have eight hours that are 100 minutes. And then you have two hours that are a little longer. Okay, we don't need to keep. Isn't that the way it already is? Yeah, from seven, look, from seven to nine, whatever. That's however long it is, okay? We don't need to know what, how many minutes. We're not gonna get all technical. Who's breaking it down to minutes we're anyway. Not doing, we're not doing that. We're, we're springing forward and Bodie's right. Everybody gets an extra hour. To do with what you will. If that's, take it in the morning. If you're 15 it, hey, and you need a little extra time, now is the time. Ease into it. Ease into it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I realized. That makes me. I, I, have, this, I have this realization about every six months with Bodhi, which is he has no concept of time. Yeah. He has. And I don't know if it's related to uh, his learning disability. I don't know if it's just it's, like... It's a really classic ADHD symptom yeah. I'm learning. Um, with Alex and uh, Arthur, I'm really learning like, oh yeah, it's just... it. It's actually sort of hilarious and fascinating to watch how... Like, I'll be like, all right, well, you have to be ready at noon. You have to be ready at noon and it's 11.45. So, and they're like, oh, okay. And then like go back to whatever. And I'm like, no, that's... 15 minutes you gotta hustle he has no urgency that's yeah, the other thing no he's like no concept of time and no urgency so even if he is running late you can't like he won't make it go fast he won't like try can't and hurry speed up. Him. you cannot hurry him yeah 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 that arthur is very similar where you're like put your shoes on put your shoes on put your shoes i'm very i'm a very impatient person and so i have to kind of check myself and be you know, be like, okay, it's going to take as long as it takes. He needs some easing into the idea of putting his shoes on. Like, did you know emptying the dishwasher takes 45 minutes? Oh, it no. <laughs> it's an all-day chore. For So my kids have a system. We finally kind of sat down because I was having them take turns, and that was too much to keep track of whose what turn it was. So they take So within the three of them, when I say it's time to empty the dishwasher, all three of them do one part of the dishwasher and they rotate like whose turn it is to do top bottom or silverware and they go through that but what happens is i'll be like it's time to empty the dishwasher and there's so much standing around determining whose turn it is to do silverware yeah which is ostensibly the easiest job although i've explained to them repeatedly they're all very easy jobs <laughs> All of them take you less than two minutes. No, no, no. It takes 45 <laughs> minutes. And it, so it will take so long. So while they just discuss and then one of them has to walk away for a while to think about it. And it's so, it drives me so wild to have them do that. Oh, but Bodie, student of the month. He did, Yeah. And that, of course, came on the heels of him getting student of the month. Yeah. Which I have to say, big kudos to this school for recognizing how wonderful Bodhi is, even though he is completely academically disinclined. Yeah, and but he's still a wonderful person <laughs> and a sweet yeah, kid. Yeah, and, and they're like, you know what? Student of the month. Yes. You're getting solid, you know, D pluses, Good C minuses. Yeah. Still student. You can, at his school, you can get student of the month. I like that. Yeah. He was really, really cute about it. They um, came and on Sunday and delivered a sign. Aww. And this teacher pulls up and she had like her mom in the car. And she's like, is Bodie Merrill here? 
And I was like, why is this lady showing up in a sedan? <laughs> she had her bony. <laughs> is, is this about the hour? Is this about what he did with the hour? <laughs> yeah. And then she had this plat little sign that goes in the yard. I and thought it's so cute. Yeah, it's really cute. And then he was out, out back here taking three hours to plant some tomato seeds. And he comes up. And then after she hands him the sign, he's like, can you believe she came all the way to our house to give me that sign. That is very sweet. Yeah. That care, you know. And he was really, like, pretty taken aback Aww. by that. I like that. So It does show a lot of care. Like, yeah. it shows, you know, her taking time out of her Sunday. Yeah. Driving around with her mom. That is very, very sweet. Yeah. That's very During sweet. a pandemic. During a pandemic, yeah. So, we, he wanted to get a milkshake, and that was his prize for getting student of the month. And then Aww. we put the sign in the yard and I love it yeah None and of then my... he missed the bus and I had to take him even though I had brain fog <laughs> you're like real student of the month behavior kiddo <laughs> I love that none of my kids have ever gotten student of the month um well neither neither has he yeah, ever ever it's, gotten it could any happen. Kind it still of... could happen we have a few months <laughs> there could be some recognition no we're in the opposite where uh, every time Arthur comes back from his dad's, I'm like, so hi, good to see you. You're missing 16 assignments. So we're going to sit down and do those. And he is really leaning into classic teenager stuff right now. A lot of, you know, oh, I hate the way you parent. I hate it. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. Blah, blah. And I try really hard with my kids to be like, all right, what are your suggestions then? Let's mm -hmm. talk about that. What What do you feel like would be more motivating than taking away your phone? If you just left me alone. Well, it seems like I've done that um, in the past and you were failing seventh grade. So we're going to step in and do a little more parenting than that. It's so frustrating, but... Yeah, none of my kids have ever gotten student of the month. I, w one of the funniest memories to me of my whole childhood was um, I had this teacher in junior high, South Junior High named Mr. Sawyer, who was an English teacher who, um, you know, I, we read Lord of the Flies, seventh grade, we, we read Lord do. of the yeah. Flies, and I wrote this essay that was like, what I thought was just this scathing, no one had ever thought these thoughts kind of essay of like, <laughs> this is just the patriarchy in child form and this would never happen with a group of girls and here's why and this book makes me sick because blah 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 and he sent it back with like a plus plus love your thoughts you know come talk to me at lunch if God you want better bless middle school teachers and he was so cool and um i would i would come in at lunch a lot of times because i was getting bullied really bad and he would bring me vonnegut books and he introduced me to bradbury to all these like wonderful authors he would bring me books and um and so we were tight all through school he um put he entered a bunch of my essays in competitions and stuff like he really believed in me he was like that teacher that i, I was lucky to have a couple but he was like one of those teachers that just like really changes your life such a sweetheart and in the ninth so i was in yearbook all three years uh no eighth and ninth grade and i put one time i put a, some pictures of him in the eighth grade yearbook i put a whole bunch of very uh unflattering pictures of him that I had taken all year which I thought was very funny and um, so to get me back the next year he put up these very like authentic looking um, printed out pictures all over so he had gotten a really embarrassing photo of me as a child from my mom nice. where I'm wearing a scuba suit and a swimsuit over sweatpants and I have uh, q-tips in my mouth like teeth you know a whole bunch of them and so he put that all over and was like, 
um, congratulations to the student of the month, Emma Arnold. And I went and found, I, I knew he did it. I thought it was really, really funny. I went and found him and I was like, ha ha ha. But like, cool. Because if you were student of the month, you got to go to McDonald's with to the lunch with, at McDonald's with your favorite teacher. And I was like, but I pick you for my student of the month pick. And he was like, oh, no, you're not actually student of the month. <laughs> that was just like part of the joke. And I started bawling. <laughs> I, started, I was such an overachiever and I started crying. And I was like, I'm not student of the month. He was like, no, I did not think you would care about that. I'm so sorry. And I was like, I was, was really excited about being student of the month. So he still took me to lunch at McDonald's. Nice. He brought it back and we had McDonald's lunch and he was very nice about it. But I, I was so, I was like, I should be student of the month. I'm a really hard worker and I was so hurt. I was very hurt that I was not ever in junior high student of the month. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I was never student of the month, even though I was a high, high achiever and a yeah. ass kisser and a brown noser. Here's what I'm stuff. thinking is actually maybe student of the month is bullshit <laughs> and it's reserved for the kids who can't. You think? Tell <laughs> when. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. It's all coming back to me now. Cirque. That was your own door opening and closing. Honey, hey. Come on, man. I'm just not up for this today. I can't do it today. Are we going to have to put you inside? You're so cute. I hate to do. No. All right. Yeah, I think we're going to go inside. All right, everybody. Hold say on. goodbye to Cirque. His Cirque guest spot is... This was a big one, too. This was a really good podcast, and you were going to be a co-host. Be a but instead, just too naughty. Too bad. I'm alone now on the podcast. Just have to sit here by myself because because of Cirque. I like your outfit, by the way, today. Oh, God. It's cute. It's very colorful. I need to. Oh, I just want new clothes. I need new clothes. I, yeah. I don't want to spend the money on new clothes. I don't want to buy clothes for this body. I feel the same. I feel like I don't. But uh, I did when I got my vaccine. Luckily, it was at Walgreens, and I bought a new lipstick. Oh, did you? And I was like, you know, this should be, everybody should do this, who wears lipstick. If you have been missing wearing lipstick for a year, get your vaccine, buy yourself a new lipstick. I think that's a great, your vaccine should come with a new lipstick. That's what I when think. When they put a shot in your arm, yeah. they're like, hand you a nice, uh, a nice base coat and a gloss and <laughs> get you back out there. You're okay. All right. Second, second you shot. You made it through. You yeah. Know? You made it through. I know it was uh, really nice. We got to take, today we drove back out to CUNA to take uh, Alex's grandma was in town. She's a nurse. She is 80. Uh, she's still a nurse. She's going to retire. She's like in her late seventies. She's going to retire this year. Cause she was like, I think that was it, but she's a nursing instructor and just the most wonderful, wonderful woman. And when she's come, we've had to do this whole rigmarole of like how we can hang out with her. And today we were able to just like pick her up and we took her to a taco truck and we were able to just like, she's vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. Alex is not yet, but we were able to just kind of like sit and have like a nice time instead of the whole time being like, I'm not going to be the one who kills Marilyn. Right. <laughs> it's not me. I'm not doing it. You know, even though she was still working and stuff, like I just was like, I'm not going to be the one who gets Marilyn sick. I love her so much and I'm not going to be the one. And so it was just nice to like not have to think so much about that, you know, right. just actually enjoy eating tacos with her in CUNA where more people were wearing masks than I would have predicted ever. Really? And nobody hassled us about wearing masks. So I was kind of a little like, oh, we'll see out here. But I was, it was more reasonable there than I expected. Huh. Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't spend any time there when I went to get my vaccine. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like, maybe it's like what Emily Walton here, the love, beloved Emily Walton says, you know, she started that 97% project. Right. And she's like, you only see the extremists on TV. Right. You don't it's see the rest of Anna us. Bundy. Yeah. How many more times do we have to see that guy's ugly mug? Yeah, you don't ever see the rest of us just, you know, trying go, to live our lives, trying to live our lives, being yeah. decent, not killing old people. So yeah, maybe it's not as bad out there as we think. I think it's bad, but uh, maybe not quite as bad. Or maybe not everybody is our enemy. Yeah. Maybe just 70%. Oh, I was talking to a comedian. I was talking to this wonderful comedian for the other podcast, Irene Too, who's a uh, guest. She'll be up on two we- in two weeks. And we were talking about something, and I asked her if she had a nemesis, and she said she's never had a nemesis. What? She, she was like, I don't think I even have any enemies. And I what? was like, how... And she, I get it because Irene is so lovely and she really just kind of lives her life. Like she just kind of stays out of other people's business, which, um, I feel like I <laughs> don't. I feel like I I'm guess. lovely. And also I usually stay out of people's, I do yeah, as much as I can. You do, I'm yeah. real avoidant. Yeah. I, I feel like for the most part, I try to do that, but I definitely have some people that, I, that hate me, you yeah. know, <laughs> who, who, even if I didn't describe them, cause I asked her, so you don't have any enemies, but do, would other people answer? No. Would they answer the same way? Would they be like, yeah, I'm no enemies for Irene. She was like, I think so. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody like I've really burned a bridge with. And I was like, okay, well that's the difference. I guess is I'm a bridge burner <laughs> for sure. Like for definitely I've been like, no, I'm not, this is not okay. I'm not doing this. And then, you know? Yeah. So I just think that's yeah, fascinating. I definitely stick up for myself and, and, uh, I don't know that I burn a lot of bridges. There's a lot of bridges that I want to burn, which which oftentimes I think leads to nemesis, nemesis. Yeah. You know, like I loathe somebody, but then I do some kind of self-protection thing where I don't I don't lash out at them or I don't make it clear um, that there's a problem. And then I just fucking hate them forever. It's, you make private enemies. I'm kind oh, yeah. of that way too, yeah. where like... I'm maybe I'm not, I'm not like super public about a lot of it, but there are a lot of people that I'm like, I don't work with that person. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bother going public. Cause it's like, who cares? You know, nobody cares what I think about that person for the most part. But like, yeah, I have a lot of, I privately burn a lot of bridges <laughs> quietly to myself. <laughs> yeah. Or I, or I gossip with my friends and family about those people. And yeah, that's no. another thing like um, but I think they might like me they might think we're friends they yeah. might think you know we work great together you know and then I'm actually like I fucking hate you <laughs> I don't think these people think that we're friends or think I like them they maybe just dislike me back and we're both when we see each like, other I don't like know this. if you know that we're nemesis oh we are <laughs> oh that makes sense. I I see why you have me over here every other week to tell me everything. That makes sense that we hate each other. Yeah, it just works different for me. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You keep your friends close and your enemies closer. It's one yeah. of those deals. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I, I was thinking about gossip the other day because um, so... Uh, a comedian I know, they outed a, a female comedian here as having grabbed their genitals. This is a non-binary person was like, this female Mormon married comic at the time, she's divorced now, but she grabbed my genitals pre-show. I'm not the only one. She sexually harassed multiple people, um, primarily men, um, throughout the years. 
lots of people have and in this thread he posted other men were jumping on and saying yeah she grabbed my genitals or she grabbed my butt or whatever and this is a person just with very bad boundaries who kind of thinks like that being one of the boys means acting you know gross back and doing stuff like that and um and I tweeted about it and was like, I didn't know about the sexual harassment, but I already don't work with this person and have nothing to do with them because four, three or four years ago, they had, um, they run a festival in town, a clean comedy festival, and they had tweeted a bunch of anti-trans stuff. And um, I had seen it because a trans friend of mine, Minerva Jane, who's lovely, uh, she had hopped on and been like, hey, this sucks. You run a festival. This isn't okay. So I also did the same thing. I, re I, I tweeted it and was like, hey, no. This is anti-trans shit. And she was like, oh, it's just, I'm just questioning. I'm just learning. I was like, no, you're not. You're being super anti-trans. You're being a turf bitch. Knock it off. And she messaged me and was like, you could have done this privately, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm not going to do it privately because I want my trans friends to see that I'm sticking up for them publicly when you pull this turf bullshit. So I already hadn't worked with her. But um, so when all this stuff started to break about her, so it, there was this thread where like people were outing her for sexual harassment and then her ex-husband's new wife jumped in and was spilling the beans oh no just like oh you guys have no idea how bad things are because also she's an anti-pornography advocate okay here's the thing and i yeah, understand she's an anti-abortion advocate she's an anti-abortion advocate yeah um and here's the thing is like i understand all of this seems really gossipy and i there's like somebody was kind of like well i just don't know that you should privately told me like I just don't know if you should talk about a lot of this stuff because it comes across really gossipy and I was like I don't think that it's wrong to I don't always think gossip is bad I think like well you know why it's bad because it's uh it's associated with women it's, yeah it's women talking women women talking about people who are being shitty right and so like everything that women do it's it's marginalized and yeah. made to seem lesser like a lesser form of communication but it's what you call it yeah i mean we were i was over at a friend's house yesterday and her son came in and he's a little bit of a shit sometimes and he said oh you're just in here gossiping and I was like, wow, we're just in here talking, actually. Yeah. You know, about things that are important to both of us. And we're allowed to do that. And like, you know, it's just like this idea that somehow if women are talking, that it must be bitchy or it must be yeah. uh, critical or it's, you know, like. Like men sit on podcasts and bitch, bitch about all the constantly about everything and that's like uh like that's nobody it's calls edgy. that it's edgy <laughs> yeah it's edgy it's can't it's fighting cancel culture but when you're like no i'm actually going to talk about like a person i've had negative experiences with who is negatively impacted i believe uh the comedy scene here in a number of ways um who I, I who I don't actually hold personal ill will, will tor towards, but I also don't mind seeing them having to eat a bowl of their own shit when they've done a bunch of terrible things to people in the community. Like watching somebody deal with the consequences and talking about those consequences and that what led up to them. I don't know how like you're right. It's because women do it. It's because we're gossiping when we're you know standing up to well, power and, and or the patriarchy right or, and it's it's minimizing the things that you're talking about so if you're talking about the fact that you know somebody molested their child and you're talking in hushed tones with you know a girlfriend about it and you know showing concern or whatever it's it's like taking the power away from that activity yeah 
it's yeah. like it's secret telling you know like yeah. we're telling each other secrets we're oh you're not each supposed to safe. tell each other secrets you're not you know like uh-huh. you're gossiping yeah and, and usually like, what we're gossiping about is like when i'm gossiping with other women comedians it's almost entirely about men who have hurt women in the industry right like that's usually what we gossip about this is a rarer case because it's a woman in the industry who's hurt um men and women and uh so it's also more likely to be considered gossip yeah because because it's it's about another women women. but i also realized um part of what i love about these things and about gossip or whatever is uh Man, you know what I love more than anything is a fall, you know, and not in a malicious way. I have had really public, terrible falls, and I loved them when they were happening to me. I was like, oh, this is classic. Oh, my God, how humiliating, how fantastic. Like, I think, like, there's something really, it's sad almost to watch because this person, she has kicked the can down the road. Like, she got caught cheating on her husband and so she became an anti-pornography advocate and said that she had cheated because he was addicted to pornography and she threw her husband super under the bus very publicly and uh, uh, and was like, pornography ruined my marriage and he stayed through all of that and was like, yeah, I had a hand in that. I apologize. I shouldn't have been looking because they're Mormon. So he was like, porn is just as bad as cheating, which it's not. Uh, having tried both plenty <laughs> not for sure but he and then after that she became you know it came hers one i think it was her sister somebody outed her as she would be, was really uh pro abstinence and pr- against sex education and i a sister or a cousin or somebody outed her as like yeah well maybe if you had had sex education you wouldn't have uh, kept a pregnancy secret when you were 15 and had a had a baby you had to get up for adoption which she then immediately instead of being like wow maybe you're right was like and now I'm super against abortion and I'm like, she wrote a book and she started doing all these speaking tours on like like anti-abortion stuff and being pro-adoption. And she said that Planned Parenthood tried to force her to have an abortion, which is ridiculous. That's not how that works. And she like doubled down on that. And every time, every time she gets outed as an asshole, instead of just doing the right, the human thing of being like, it's true, I'm an asshole, I'm human, I've made mistakes. She always doubles down on like, how infallible she is and this fall it just keeps i would imagine and that she's also a victim a hundred percent yeah that's part of the reason i don't have malice for is because like she's one of those people that i'm like i can just see the abuse all over you this door so it quits banging yeah you can just see the abuse all over her and it is heartbreaking like she's such a victim of the patriarchy in so many ways of like but that's part of the fall is like if you could acknowledge the hurt done to you and the hurt that you've done maybe all of a sudden you could like start this whole paradigm, like restart your entire life, shift everything. But instead she's just like, we do clean comedy. We're not dirty word to talkers. And there's just so much tragedy in it. I want to write a show about her. It's just so fascinating to me because like just, just the idea that you would just never accept that you've caused pain and never accept I guess it's like the narcissist thing, yeah. you know, like just never being like, yeah, I really fucked up and I hurt some people there, it, which is not a hard thing to do. And it doesn't really. And then you clean up your bullshit. Then you clean it up. And in the cleaning up and the accepting of it, you you'd make it so that you're like, next time I'm not going to do that because that was a huge pain in the ass. But you never get to have that unless you like uh, you apologize and you go, yeah, I probably shouldn't have grabbed people's dicks. Right. And I've been saying this. I've been trying to find a way to communicate this to Bodhi because he has some narcissists in his life. And, um, you know, they really hold on to the to the 
the pain that has been done to them mm. and making sure that people know about that pain and that harm. And then um, they, but what they do rather than like absorbing that harm and turning it around and saying, I don't want other people to experience the harm that I have. I'm going to make sure that I tackle this in a healthy way and I move forward and I talk about healing and, you know, and then, and then I um, parrot or I, you know, then I set, uh, then I participate in the behavior that makes sure that other people around me aren't experiencing that pain from me. Instead, they just m make sure that everybody experiences harm. Yeah. Yeah. So, because, because when it comes because down to they it, were really hurt. So then they must really hurt people. Yeah. And they're all about punishment. Yeah. Like they're all about punishing people and like, I think it's interesting. I was telling somebody yesterday that we were talking about their relationship and I, I said, you know, no one who loves you ever wants you to feel ashamed. Right. Like anybody who tries to shame you does not actually love you. Anybody who's trying to punish you does not actually love you because if, if somebody loves you, if they don't understand an action, they should feel curious. Mm -hmm. If they do understand an action and they need you to stop doing it or they feel like it's harmful, they will um, set a boundary, you know, and either be need time from you or whatever. But nobody who loves you wants you to feel ashamed. And I feel like that's how you know whether or not someone is a narcissist yeah. is if repeatedly over and over they try to get you to feel ashamed rather than like a, acknowledging their own part in things or whatever. Like it's just... I just I find I find this particular case so fascinating just because, you know, like I said, I have gone through my own humiliation and, and my own path to humility and my own. And and I, I imagine as you get older, it just you just keep kind of doing that in different ways with different things and maybe less and less as you get older because you've learned enough that you're like, oh, I'm never going to do that again. I'm never going to be in a relationship where I act like that again. I'm never going to put myself in that situation again. But like to watch someone at our age, just continue to double down is so fascinating to me. Like it's, I, it, it makes, I think it's so funny and to watch someone just avoid their fall because like the worst thing that's going to happen. So if she was like, Hey, I, uh, I cheated on my husband. I have a lot of issues with sex and stuff. Um, I was inappropriate with comics. I did do this to people. I'm really sorry oh my God, like for like she hosts a bunch of me too shit around town. Like that's how wild, like this person is so, she, even though she, like there's all this stuff about her grabbing people's genitals, she's out there hosting me too events. And it's like, no, 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 no. Just at least like think, fade into the background right, for a Right, well, a lot of it has to do with lack of self-awareness too. Yeah. Yeah, and thinking that you can't victimize men maybe, which is the point of feminism. I've always felt like her brand of feminism is like that, far right um, version of feminism which isn't feminism it's not intersectional it doesn't include other anyone other than white women and it it doesn't actually it's more about establishing power than it is equality and so maybe to her the way she treated men is her brand of feminism you know like I grab dicks I'm on top and it's like no that's not what we're doing <laughs> we're not making it so everybody's genitals get grabbed nobody's <laughs> genitals are getting grabbed if they don't like it anymore so Maybe that's, you know, just that. <sighs> Maybe. Yeah. I think you should write that. That'd be a good, a good one. I could see that translating well on the, on the screen. It's so funny to me. It's just <laughs> the whole thing of like being an anti-abortion, like when she was doing that whole adoption thing and I was like, all of this, all of this, because you couldn't admit, because that book she wrote, um, 
it was so unintentionally tragic. Like I broke my, I didn't read the book, but I, I uh, read the short story she wrote and she told it at something and I, I watched it. Um, she was pregnant as a teenager, hid the pregnancy up until she went into labor from her family and then like was alone in labor and then finally had to tell her parents I'm in labor and then they made her, she made the decision, but of course it was her family too. Like she had to give the baby up for adoption when she was still just a child, like 15 or something. And that's, she was telling it as this like heroic story of like this amazing decision she made for this child instead of getting an abortion. And it was like, you are the victim in this. This teenager who knocked you up didn't stand with you. You had no support during that. Like just the most heartbreaking thing I've ever heard, ever read. And for her to, for her to come out of that being like, and the moral of the story is abortion is evil. Is like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> how do you do them? How do yeah, you help? That's what I mean. She's like, it's like so unself-aware yeah. that you don't even get you don't even know the real point of your story yeah of your story yeah which you can't you know we can't tell her the point of her story but um i'm an avid uh absorber and um consumer of stories since i was a child my whole part of my whole reason for being a comedian is because i love to travel around and get people to talk to me on airplanes about everything like i love people's stories and i feel like i'm a pretty good judge of what the point of a thing is and when i hear something like that i'm like that's not it. <laughs> oh, the fact she got all the way through writing a book about it. Yeah. Yeah. And did a one woman show. The whole thing. Heartbreaking. And even this, I'm like, this won't even come back to bite her really. Like, I, you know, even if I make a really big public stand and say, you know, nobody should work with this person, people still will. People still will. And people, you know, just like nobody really gets canceled for sexual assault against women and I guess we'll find out if anybody gets canceled for sexual assault against men. Um, but yeah, just nobody gets canceled for anything, really. She'll be fine. She'll be the next Tommy Loren. Yeah. Well. <sighs> A rare moment of silence. We're both like, I'm like, what can we transition to uh, now? <laughs> yeah. And everybody, let's just take a moment on that because... <laughs> Because that I feel like is you're watching that hat play out in our state right now, like everything happening in our legislature right now. You know, there's an anti-abortion bill going on. There's all these uh, like they're trying to limit voting. Like there's all of these things that the far right is. Women should be in the home. And that's why we don't want early childhood development. Exactly. Like what are you doing? There's so much archaic shit happening in this state right now. And. Oh, God, it just it feels, you know, the other day there was like a call to action and, and they're like, write letters, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I, I'm still going to do it. But guys, I don't think it's working <laughs> like they wouldn't even today. They wouldn't let people testify against the sex. They're trying to make it um, optional for people to allow sex ed in school. Well, they're trying to make parents have to opt in. Opt in, yeah. Just to instead of opt out. Yeah. Of sex ed. And it's probably going to pass. And yeah. they were like yeah come down and everybody will testify blah 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 and then they didn't allow patty ann lodge one of our legislators didn't allow any testimony from the My other side neighbor patty ann lodge i can't believe she was your neighbor <laughs> that's so wild she's the worst human being and and they didn't even allow testimony or anything and everybody's like raise your voice get blah 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 and i'm like nobody's listening here you just have all these like far-right idiots in power who just no, there's a, like a little tiny cohort of these really uneducated 
and vengeful and ridiculous people that we've voted in because a few people voted and they, you know, paid $7,000, two businesses paid $7,000 to get somebody elected and that yeah. person gets elected and then they're just in there and they ha they don't know process and they've never been involved with government before and then they just all have personal interest. Yeah. So, great. Yeah. Like, and, and they just very publicly are like, we don't represent poor people. Like, very publicly are like, we're here to represent people with money, not poor people, not women, not non-white people. F off, you know? They don't, they don't fucking care, so. Yeah. Anyway, it's a, yeah. it's a lovely sunny day on the patio, and. It is, thank God for feels, spring. It's beautiful, and it feels like spring, and things are so terrible. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying, but, like, there was that Asian attack, that attack on the Asian-American women last night, and everything is so awful. And the response to the attack oh, is awful. Response. And. The response to the attack, the, like, he was having, the killer was, was having, having a, a bad day. day. I, have you ever been granted, like, that level of grace for being late to a meeting as a woman, like let alone murdering eight people, like God, they just cover their own, you know, the just white supremacy, just it's in everything. And they just cover their own and white male supremacy. It's just, it's yeah, horrible. It's, it's horrifying. Yeah. And, you know, making sure that everybody knows that he, you know, he was a Christian and his father was a pastor. Well, like, what does that have to do with anything at all ever? And they always say that as if, like I tweeted that, as if that isn't the bedrock of that guy's right. misogyny and white supremacy. Like he was a church going man. Yeah, that's why this happened. Even the whole he's a sex addict thing. I was like, I'm a sex addict. I've had a year and a half of bad days. Worst thing I did was have donuts and cake for breakfast. Oh, every day for a week. You know, like don't, don't tell him, don't act like, also how do you go... He was a good Christian boy. He was a sex addict, but like tell totally different narratives for both of those things where it's still these women's fault, you know, where it's still someone else's fault other than he's just as a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's giving him like nuance and complexity that he hasn't earned and he does deserve. That they aren't giving to the victims. No, they haven't even, I don't know. Have you seen I any names? I just saw four names like an hour ago yeah. and that was it, but yeah. no profiles, no talking later. to their family. And, you know, it's it's so sick because it's like these it's this new it's you're like, oh, it's it's everything. I mean, you know it, but it just keeps reminding you're like it's the news organizations. It's the police. It's, you know, these church boys who who mean well, but just accidentally murder eight people when they have a bad day Drive to three different locations. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was he just was at the end of his day. rope is what the cop said. And I was like, oh god who hasn't been at the end of their rope this entire year yeah who yeah how many people did you kill how many did you even maim nobody yeah not a one i got my elbow broken <laughs> you know it's not, i haven't even I haven't even yelled at anybody properly it's so it was all of that so it yeah. does it just feels so it's it's weird. I was doing a podcast yesterday uh and I was talking to Mike Eagle and we were talking about how like when Biden got elected, there was kind of like the start of like, okay, a little bit of hope. It's at least not going to be Trump bad. It's going to get better. We, we at least have some room to work here. And then like everybody's getting vaccinated. So it's like, I, he was like, I like, I'm ready to hope. And I was like, I'm like, uh, I want to be ready to hope. I want to, I'm not ready to hope. I'm not hoping. I want to be ready, 
but I'm still nervous because like even right now there's 421 cases yesterday. Our cases here are going up. Oh, up They're making day. mask mandates today. They worked on making mask mandates illegal mm-hmm. in the state of Idaho. And you're like, it just doesn't seem how, like how will it ever get better? How will it ever be okay? <laughs> Fix it, Jocelyn. <laughs> I'm so dumb. What is it? Yeah, the the pendulum of justice swings like the arc of justice i don't remember swings, what it is swings slow <laughs> and an wide, wide. Yeah. <laughs> towards justice the pendulum of I. it does it swings it goes it's very slow and supposedly we have made some progress and, in your li- i think you in your lifetime um maybe in your lifetime you can look back and be like ah i see the progress i mean i guess actually you know even in our lifetime i can be like there's definitely the progress is being made, you know, like my uh, trans friends, a lot of them can live openly in certain cities with less fear than in Idaho. So it's getting better. <laughs> Do you have something cheerful to talk about? Well, that's what I was sitting here very quietly and trying to think about. Do you um, have a list? I don't have a list. I don't have a week. list. The only thing I have on my list is that um, Dave came home the other day and he works with a lot of these uh, Idahoans who don't wear masks and things. And he had the perfect name for them. And probably other people have already coined this term. But the term is hicksters. Oh, hicksters. Oh, <laughs> my God. Tell Dave I love him. I've never heard that. I have been trying so hard to come up with a word for Because they all have like, he's <sighs> like, they come in here and they have this really fancy pickup truck. And he's like, they've already got it all jacked up with the, you know, the extra things so that it can hold extra weight and and it's like everything is so shiny and new and clean and they're trying to be like shit kicking rednecks yes only they like grew up in a uh you know in a apartment in petaluma or something yeah in a (laughs) suburb in a suburb of petaluma yeah and they yeah and like they have a beer a big always have a big beard but but it's like with $40 beard oil right. and they go to the, the beard barber twice a month. And yeah, it's hicksters. Yeah. I have wanted a word for that for so long because I've always, I am always just like, they're fake country. They're like fake redneck wannabe. And it makes me, uh, I it makes me so furious. Just like all these new transplants to Idaho who are like, yeah, just like this wannabe country. Oh, uh, tell Dave. Thank well, you. and they think Dave, that they think that what we are here is. I mean, the reason they came here is so that they could be, you know, blood red and racist and yeah. You know, and they are making our state so much more red than it ever was. No. And we're like, wait a minute. We, we were just like a reasonable Andrews. rural state. Yeah. We were like public the, lands, the blah, blah, blah. We were like moderate Democrats for yeah. most of my childhood, which, you know, my family was very leftist. So it was always like these fucking Republicans. But we had no idea. <laughs> we had no idea how bad it could get. Yeah. And now it's just, you know, it's just sort of you're right. It's like they've they come here and they're like. Finally, uh, finally, a place that understands. They keep saying me. everybody needs to go back to California. Like they, they would say that to me. Go back to California. Oh, and it's like, yeah. no, no, you're the one from California, though. I never. Or made you're the one because <laughs> when we were at that Black Lives Matters rally, and that guy got in my face and yelled at me to go back to Portland, and I was like, "Bitch, I'm from Salmon," and I, and everybody's like, "You should make that into a shirt." I never did. I mean, I'm still will. I will. Because that's a great shirt. But yeah, they're like, go back to California. Yeah, like you're saying, you're, you're trying to make this like Portland. You're trying to make this like, like LA. You're trying, like, I'm trying to make it like Idaho. Idaho. Yeah. (laughs) 
And those same people have like, you know, they have these big trucks and they're like all about using the natural resources and they're just fucking trashing, trashing everything. Them. Like trashing every time them. I've gone to a hot spring so lately, I've had to bring a trash bag and pick up so much trash and people are just like, there's like way too many people. You're like, this pool, this pool was meant for two to four people. There's 18 people in it and it's just everywhere is gross. This state's gross. I'm done. I'm yeah. done. I can't yeah. do it anymore. Yeah. They've lost me. Yeah. I'm lost. I mean, I, I I never quite got it back since I moved here back moved back here ten years ago. I just haven't ever gotten my footing and felt like this was the place for me. But it is officially after the last four years not. For it's me. heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. I, that when we were out in Cuna just today, I was thinking how um, the people who are moving here from you know from places like San Jose or San Diego or you know Phoenix or wherever they move here and all they see is the space yeah. and they're like, Oh man, I bought and they a They drive of so fast. They're like this big wide open road means I can go 90 miles an hour. And they're like, Oh, I bought a place out in Cuna. And you're like, Cuna is butt fucking ugly. Okay. <laughs> Cuna's like the only uglier place in the state is that drive in between Boise to mountain home. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's really, ugly. really ugly. It's just out by Cuna. I mean, past Cuna, Melba, Middleton, that's pretty out there. But like the actual town of Cuna is just flat and dry and the water table sucks and you're like this isn't country the reason nobody lives out here is because it's shitty right it's a shitty it's very windy and dusty out there it's just like but everybody's out there like oh my god i got i got a quarter of an acre for only four hundred and fifty thousand dollars and they think that that's a great deal and i'm like it's so ugly out here yeah but and I'm now it's uglier because you built your really really ugly house we drove by they're putting in like sixty thousand like they're, they cleared out all this farmland. They're putting in a crazy amount of houses. And you're like, there's no infrastructure out here. How nope. are they doing any of this? Doesn't matter. But that's matter. always been Idaho's that's thing. Always is, been yeah, build wherever you want. Do you whatever. Know? You can look however you want it to look. It can be made out of whatever you've made it out of. Yeah, whatever. No windows. That's fine. Made of cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, for sure. Heartbreaking. Yeah. So how's your writing coming oh, along? Whatever, Jocelyn. <laughs> it's not... I haven't, okay? I haven't been You have been productive? I wrote in a Google Doc uh, about two paragraphs in the bath yesterday. And I just haven't been... I Like you said about the brain fog, this last week has been so hectic and I've had so much going on and I just have felt really just, I don't know, busy and disconnected and I haven't been able to write anything. I hope yours is going better. How's yours going? No, mine isn't going better. It's um, mostly because I've been really wanting to write, but just this is just the busiest, craziest time. And I actually, I actually wrote a letter to my parents and sent it this time about the fact that I've just come to the realization that my entire adult life has been working, you know, incredible hours 24 seven in support of other people's projects. Mm -hmm. And, um, businesses and you know just i have invested zero zero time in my own personal interests i like i got rid of all my hobbies like i don't mm -hmm. i don't take a vacation i don't you know i don't do anything and i'm fucking tired of it Good. i'm really tired of it like i don't know what i'm working for i don't you know i i consider myself a creative person i do nothing creative nobody knows that i'm a creative person <laughs> <You> know, like <laughs> like i i just feel 
like I'm I need to set even further boundaries I mean I've tried to set boundaries over the years but I'm just like I'm just done working all the time it doesn't get you anywhere working all the time no. it's not that interesting working all the time I and feel like this that pandemic is showing everybody that I'm yeah like, ah, do you need to be working oh wow so I'm just here now working even more because I'm just in my house I don't even have the commute time to listen to a podcast or listen to some music yeah. or whatever so um, this month, particularly, I have till I have project after project after project until the end of April. And um, after that time, I think I want to go and take myself on a writing retreat. Ooh, I love that. I want to go idea. somewhere. And even though I've been alone for a year in my house, <laughs> it's different. Yeah, I want and you to, haven't. You've been alone with your kid and your husband. Right. And, yeah, and so I think going somewhere, and it was great because Dave and I did actually get to go to Bend for my birthday, and um, we went on a couple of really long hikes. And usually now, like when I take a walk, I listen to podcasts or books on tape or whatever. And because we were going together, I didn't want to have my headphones in. So I actually did all this crazy thinking about the plot of my book and I made nice. I like solved a whole bunch of plot points to the point that like mid hike one hike I was like do you have your phone and I called and left myself a message <laughs> because I didn't want to forget like that. that's so cute <laughs> so I figured it all out and then I I did come home and like just write a brief outline so that I would remember but now I'm like just burning I'm just itching 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 to write it because yeah. now i know where it's going and um i called my or i texted my friend eric um a couple of weeks ago or i think he had texted me for my birthday he lives in he lives in tucson and i told him i was writing a book oh he said he wanted me to move back and open a restaurant mm. and i was like oh yeah i will never open a restaurant like i can't don't ever think that i'm gonna do that i will probably there but i'm not opening a restaurant with you i can't think of anything i'd want to do less and uh he's like oh yeah crazy idea and i said oh well you can have a crazy idea like i'm all for crazy ideas and i'm i'm writing a book right now that's how crazy i'm you know for crazy ideas and he said um am i in it <laughs> <laughs> because you know he's one of those friends yeah he's really hoping that he gets to be a character and then i was like yeah no eric is not in my book and then i thought of the perfect character and i realized that it was eric and it like solved all oh, these amazing. threats how funny and so then i then i texted him i was like well now part of my book takes place in arizona which is perfect but so much of living there and like the words that we use and the things that we do and the places that we go and who lives there. Like I'm 10 years away from it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to need, you need to go down. You need a refresher. I do need to go down. Yeah. Even and just to get the, the sun just the back vibe. in your bones, you know, yeah. like it's the lights different there, you know, it's just such a totally different place and I love it there. And so I'm really happy to make a part of my book. Um, Perfect. But I want to, I think if I take a, go on a writer's retreat and just like for five or six days just bang it out you yeah know? and like maybe do one in may and then another one in august yeah that's you know? perfect but i love I that yeah we alex had taken a few days off a couple of weeks ago and that's what we did was like stayed home and worked on our screenplay together and that's exactly like we were kind of stumped we went for a really long hike 
by the end of it, we had it all sorted out. Um, but then we haven't really gotten to work on it at all. Although he's quitting his job. Um, it was kind of a temporary season. It was for a COVID job anyway. So he's um, either going to go back to fire uh, or he has kind of a freelance. He's a video editor and he has, I, th right. I think he's going to be able to get his freelance business going enough that maybe he won't have to go to back to fire, which would be nice, but we'll see. But this job is just, it's, you know, the schedule, it's 12 to nine. You can't do anything in the morning when you get off oh, your no, toast. I hate, I hate the afternoon, evening hours. 12 I to just nine is hate the it. worst. It is. It's the worst schedule. And he just, he's just, you know, it's like impossible. And then like you're up really late because you're all wired. You can't, yeah. it throws off your eating. It throws off your sleeping. It's, he, yeah, he has dinner at 930, you know, and then he's all like raring to go. And like, I'm like around 11, like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to bed. You know, I have to get the kids up for school. And so, yeah, it's just been really rough on us. So I'm really relieved that he, that that job is coming to an end and he's going to be able to get hopefully his video editing stuff up and if not he'll go back to fire which is fine he's done that for four years it's not a huge deal but yeah it it's been it's so hard to be creative you know I it shouldn't affect me as much as it does but having someone living in your house who's working in your bedroom 12 to 9 actually throws a real no, I think creative gears. is one of the hardest jobs it is yeah and it is and I I am rarely and I've like I said I've 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 worked my way out of creativity because in order to have creativity, you have to have a certain amount of time where you're thinking about things and processing yeah. things where you're not just thinking about what your list is. And um, I, I also avoided my thoughts for so long because I was so traumatized yeah. <laughs> by just what was happening in our world. And yeah. so I, I have gotten a little relief from that trauma and I'm just refocusing like well I just need to take some of this time back and just shove it in that direction and if I'm not feeling creative I have to do another portion I have to do another part like some kind of organization or you know editing or something yeah something to just like be in the space of it and then it becomes more of a habit but the other thing that I did and I don't know if I mentioned this last time I bought a writing software called Scrivener oh yeah yeah Scrivener is great and that made it because I was in Word and I was like getting to the point where I was trying to remember where I was and I had so, you know page yeah. after page after page and then you can't find your way and somebody said oh I use Scrivener and I was like fuck why have I never done this before it's brilliant it totally it helps is. you write your book it's amazing <laughs> and it sets everything out with like cue cards and everything yeah like so like you can this, organize yeah. it in different Storyboard ways it. you can look at it as a whole thing you can look at it as a piece of things I've got all my characters and it made it so much more re of a real project that, yeah. you know, Scrivener's you can see fantastic. the components. Word is garbage. Word's really. I write everything in Google Doc and then um, then I usually transfer, transfer it over to either um, Celtics, Celtics. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I think it's Celtics uh, or um, Fade In, which are screenwriting things, yeah. which definitely like, yeah, you can make storyboards. You can break it all down. You can search by character. You can do um, percentage. Like oh, something I like to do is percentage of dialogue versus action. You yeah. know, it's really helpful to kind of see everything. I looked yesterday at the words most frequently used. Oh, no, <laughs> that is. What is it? What is yours? Because I know mine already. I, I don't I don't know. I didn't actually deep dive into it. But, I you know, it's like how many times you've used the word the. And I thought, you know, I, I will in the future go back 
and look at this and and try yeah, and but while you're writing that but while I'm, I'm not going to do anything that i know that will immediately paralyze me like <laughs> yeah. oh my god i can't use that word anymore okay so knowing me what do you think the most <laughs> frequent word i use is cock okay all right very mature yes it's cock no it's just it's oh, the word just yeah. and after like I had gone through a project and seen how many times I would use the word just, I was like, well, I want to die now because it was genuinely embarrassing how many times I'm like, well, I just like the just, I just, it just, I just, it was like, stop I'm using sure this word forever. I'm sure one of mine is so because I start mm. a lot of sentences with so. So, yeah, yeah. So you know? is probably just as a just as one and also turns out the word ridiculous which now I hardly <laughs> ever use because I after that was so self-conscious of using the word ridiculous that I stopped using it entirely for a few years I've I've added I've added it back in recently because I've been like all right you're probably safe to start using it a little here and I can there. usually find those like that's the kind of thing that I notice in books that I read all the time mm-hmm. is I'll be like oh they just use the same word in the in two different paragraphs right next to each other like I hate that kind of stuff Oh, yeah. So I'm going to have to have you read. And I have another friend who's really good at like noticing those. Yeah, I'm really good. at. I'm I'm a good reader. I've helped a number of people edit their books. And I'm I'm like a very I I feel like that's one of the skills I'm most proud of as a human being as I'm a very, very good reader. If you want very sincere notes uh, that are like heartfelt and understand what you actually need for like to hear about the project to make it better. I am great at that. I'm your Huckleberry. Whereas you know how sometimes like, I don't know if you've ever done writing groups before and like I would give my writing to somebody and they'd give me theirs and I'd like give all this stuff back. And especially if it's a man, they just like pick apart your vernacular or pick apart your grammar. And you're like, no, 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 this is a rough draft. I don't need help with that. I need help with like context and story. And did it hit you in a certain way? Did you under, and they're like, Oh, you just use the word just a lot. Like, I know I do. I know. I know I do. <laughs> this reminds me, this actually happened to me just a couple of weeks ago, which is a friend of my parents who is, I guess, you know, a friend of our family, um, emailed me. And I was just like completely snowed under. I was so fucking busy. And I was just like, okay, great. Because he emailed me his book that he's been working on. He's like, I've had this in this form for a really long time and I just really need another set of eyes and I just trust you so much and I know that you're involved with a lot of this stuff and I'm just like, who fucking just sends you their book? You can't just who send just a person send a book? your book Who sent a chapter and at I, most, <laughs> at most. And so I was like, I'm not even looking at this. No. I'm not even acknowledging that this email came in. And then uh, a couple of days later, I was like, well, I should at least respond to him and say, you know, I'm really busy right now and I'm happy to look at this in the future, but it's just going to probably be May before I get to it. So I thought, okay, so I opened up the email and the book is called um, Horns or Antlers. Okay. And he's a hunter. Okay. And so I'm like, it's going to be some reminiscent about, you know, killing wolves or like all this stuff. So I open it up. And it's actually like a children's book about whether these different uh, animals have horns or antlers. (laughs) It's like 20 pages long. (laughs) Oh boy. It's like adorable. It's like, does this mountain goat have horns or antlers? And then it goes in and talks about the difference between horns and antlers. (laughs) At least I'm so, I'm so glad for you that you checked first before you're like, I don't have time for this. And he's like, it's only 20 pages. 
I'm and sorry. then he's like taking pictures of the internet of like the animals <laughs> oh my god yeah but anyway i was really happy to give just some nice feedback about yeah. horns or antlers yeah. you know what riveting stuff <laughs> horns or antlers perfect. I, like, I can see how this would be you know interesting to a kid who's like really into animals and yeah you know you could sell it at cabela's or something <laughs> I have a children's book you could read. Oh, yeah? It's about two cats who own a bookstore in an alley in New York. Yeah. It's really cute. Yeah, that's good. That's Guess good. where it lives? In my head. I've never written <laughs> I've never written that down. Maybe now's the time. I had a dream. Can you email me about it? I end up emailing you. 20 pages. You don't have time. You don't have time for that. Um, I just thought it was so hilarious that I had this completely outsized. Like, I was raging. No, that's I was not like, outsized. Everybody is asking me to do things that I can't do things for other people. Like, I was like, I have a book. Who's going to read my book? I wouldn't just send you my book. Like, No, I feel like that's a, that's a normal-sized reaction to getting a book from someone that you don't realize there's 20 pages if somebody sent me their book just out in fact somebody did a man that i used to know years and years ago um who i had helped him edit a couple books but this was like in 2001 you know like this was years and years ago um but i he sent me out of the blue was like hey my new i have my new novel um if you want to read it you can totally read it go ahead and uh I was like, you can't just not talk to somebody for four or five years and then send them your novel, like just out of the blue. I had the same reaction. I was livid. I never responded. I was like, not even a how's the family? Like, you know, you're just like, oh yeah, you want to read my book? Also, no, no. The other ones I helped you, I read for you were fine. They were fine. They were very Mary Sue, except what's the boy version of that? Isn't there isn't one just like gossiping <laughs> men don't write stories about themselves where they're the main character except with bigger muscles and they get more babes men don't do that it's only Mary suing <laughs> there should be a male version of that because it's the quintessential it is like oh it's called um literature <laughs> it's called John Updike is what it's called that's what it is oh I'm just here in this hot tub with four women I'm not me the main character <laughs> sorry <laughs> yep it's called the classics yeah yeah <laughs> the canon <laughs> what else has been i don't know like i've had kind of a slow weird oh this is cute this was cute okay so henry had a dentist appointment and um you, did you see my picture that was <laughs> okay this isn't this wasn't the part i was going to tell you but I, I had one of those days where you look like before we left, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, Jesus Christ. Like I just looked so tired and like I had these big bags under my eyes and I just looked exhausted. And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try to like look human. So I like put on like a cute outfit and I, I like, I didn't even comb my hair, but I dry shampooed my <laughs> hair. Okay. And, um, and then I was like, I'm just going to throw on some eye makeup. And so I put on some eyeshadow and a little bit of lipstick. And then I got in the car. And then when I got, Henry was driving. When I got in the passenger seat, he goes, whoa. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he was like, nothing. And I was like, what? And I, and I immediately, because I've been, my bangs are long. So I've been pinning them back. And I was like, is it because my forehead is so big? I just feel like, I feel, I feel really naked about having a forehead out there in the world now. And he was like, uh your forehead's fine you just have like covid eyes i was like what's that what's covid eyes and he was like you know i don't know it's just that's you have covid eyes and i was like what does that mean that i have covid eyes and he was like you just have like 
like you haven't worn makeup in a while and now you're just yeah. wearing all your makeup at once. <laughs> I was like, oh God. <laughs> and then I looked and I was like, yeah, I looked like I was about to go headline a drag show. <laughs> Is I, I, I like, fl- I did not mean to. I did full face on accident <laughs> somehow. So we went to the dentist and I did. I felt kind of stupid there, whatever. But so afterward, um, Henry was like, hungry so he drove us over to big bun and we got a hamburger and then he was like when they were little we used to live over by bora park and he was like let's go to bora park and we'll eat together so we had a little picnic by bora park together which when they were kids like tiny kids um you know i had three boys who were very energetic so i would walk in um we would take them to the park in the morning and then i would take them swimming from 12 to 5 we would go home and eat dinner we'd come back and go to the pool from 7 to 9 and then they'd pass out and they'd sleep for like 12 hours and then up at 6 a.m and we'd do it again you know because they were just the three of them together were just such a nuclear reactor of energy you had to just get them out you know like border collies and um so it was cute. We had a little picnic there. And then he was like, I want to go look at the old house, which I just have never been able to bring myself to do. We bought that house right before the market crash in 2008. And then after my divorce, we were underwater in it. And I had to just give it back to the bank. It wasn't a foreclosure. It was like a deed in lieu or whatever. And now that house is worth like 500 grand, yeah. you know. Uh-huh. And I just have never, I adored that house. And I put so much work into it and so much work into the yard. And, you know, I was a single mom there and I like, remodeled the bathroom and the floors like oh it was just and I just never have been able to drive by it because it's such a heartbreak for me but Henry was like I want to drive by the old house and I was like okay so we parked out front and it was actually really good it was really sweet because I think part of me has always just felt like I it just felt like such a failure to lose that house you know I'm 40 I don't own any property because I lost that house and you know I had a fair amount of equity in it I just had to we bought it for 158000 and then when the market crashed, then I got divorced, you know, then the prices tanked Tanks. and you couldn't get, yeah. you couldn't get anything. And no, so I just was, was like, underwater, unless they just were able to sit on it. And I wasn't able to buy out my ex and I just ended up having to like let go of it. And it was so hard and so heartbreaking. But then seeing like a cute little hippie family moved in there and they have prayer flags up and they have all these you know, coexist bumper stickers and they cut down like the people before had cut down some trees then we talked to one of the neighbors real quick and they were like oh they cut down the trees but then they these guys had planted a whole bunch of my cherry tree was still there and you know it's just kind of sweet to see someone in that house that that had had taken care of it and like it felt okay and afterward henry was like see that wasn't so bad and i was like look look, it's just so sweet it was just such a sweet like little moment and i think i thought it was really sweet because you know, he was a rough, the stage Arthur's at right now, Henry was rough at that stage. Yeah, he was, I remember. He was heartbreaking. Like, mm-hmm. I honestly think he's numbed me because like he, he was so angry and mean as a teenager, as a young teenager, that now when Arthur's like, I hate this house, I hate blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Henry, I would go and cry and I'd be like, oh, hey, Arthur, I'm just like, yeah, I have, all right, see you in a couple of years when you're ready to be human again. But like, he is so sweet and he's come out of that and even after a year of being around me near constantly he like wants to have a picnic with me and hang out with me and is like we've become like even closer during the pandemic and it was very very cute it was very sweet and then he broke my fucking arm so (laughs) (laughs) well uh one thing he's right about is the covid eyes and the makeup i put on makeup yesterday because i had two zoom meetings one after another 
And one was like a big deal. These gals in New York that I'm working with and they're, you know, it it wasn't just a local Idaho staff meeting type of thing. Um, But then um, Dave came home and he had to go over to our friend's house and help her install her dishwasher. And I was like, oh, great. Well, I have makeup on and an outfit. And then I, we were sitting in his van and I could see the light, which they always say, like, do your makeup in the light that you were going to be in, like mm-hmm. the environment. So if you're going to be in a dark club, then do your makeup like you're in a dark club um, or do your makeup in the in the dim light. And oh, my God, I saw myself in the bright light. And I think we're going to all have to go. And do some like makeup tutorials. Yeah. Get some new products because our skin has changed. Our coloring has changed. Yeah, I'm so pale. I've never Everything been this pale. Everything is it's like wild. a weird color. And then I had like whatever makeup I was using had settled in these like tiny, tiny, fine wrinkles. Mm. And they were like clear my whole face looked like it was covered in tiny wrinkles that were full of makeup (laughs) i was like this is horrifying you know i looked like i was emerging from the crypt (laughs) it was the weirdest dry so i like came home and i actually took a shower washed all the makeup off and then i came out of the shower and dave's like wow you're like really shiny really shiny (laughs) i was like because i put on like triple lotion oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) and he and i said did you notice all the tiny wrinkles on my face and he's like to be honest i did (laughs) (laughs) i love how honest he is (laughs) i was like so i needed that extra lotion yeah yeah i feel like maybe that's what happened is in my bathroom our light is really dim so I did full club makeup and then got to the dentist. Same thing happened. Did Henry's drive like after you said that I like looked in the mirror and I was like, wow, wow. Like yeah, I just if had you really full... want to um, pluck your eyebrows, go and sit in the car yeah. and do it in the, the rear view mirror. You know because... who's been doing my eyebrows? Alex Satterly. Really? I taught him to wax and he's not bad. Wow. I know the first, the first go was a little like, I was like, if you get wax on it, the hair comes out, okay? (laughs) So if you get it in my eyelashes, if you get it in the actual brow, it's gone. You You can't nurse that out very easily. It's gone. And he was like, so he was terrified when he was putting it on. He was like, oh God. But he actually has gotten pretty good. I feel like he, this last go, he did pretty good. Although, um, I had him do my mustache romance, um, he did my my little fuzzy little mustache here, but he went over it so many times I just broke out. I'm just like all all zits now. So that wasn't as helpful. I didn't tip him for God, that one. I just Dave did my pedicure. He did an okay job for somebody who's never given a pedicure. Yeah. And on my feet, which are the feet that require like a pro, Miss Lee. Uh, yeah. 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 We gotta have truck. Miss Lee. We gotta get truck. Um and I haven't had my eyebrows waxed. I haven't had my nails done. I my hair is just like the weirdest, like greasy and dry simultaneously with big chunks where I accidentally tried to give myself some layers. Oh god. I yeah. And I need to stop I'm just that. like I don't know what it's gonna take. I think it's gonna take like a whole spa weekend of like lots of treatments. Maybe yeah. the thousands of dollars I didn't spend all year long need to be directed towards 
figuring this all out or do we have to care like what if we just went into um like when i did those headshots but then the thing is you feel like crap i feel like crap all the time yeah i'm so tired but of feeling i feel like, crap. like i feel like crap with makeup on now too so like i just think you know my hottest days are behind me <laughs> they are let's just all accept it and let I'm it be true i'm not even trying to be hot i'm just trying to not look like the swamp monster <laughs> you know i like because i was supposed to go uh i was supposed to last last weekend weekend before yeah i was supposed to get those headshots done and um because i have this project and i'm i was supposed to get like new promo shots done and i was like yeah that'll be fun it's always fun to get your headshots done it's always kind of sweet and you know it's kind of a I don't know. It always makes me feel fancy and pretty. And I was like, that'll be good for me. And then I started looking through my closet and I was like, what are you going to, what are you, should you wear this soft uh, jumper or this soft jumper or these spandex shorts? You know, I was like, nothing, nothing I own is cute at all. I have oh, nothing, nothing, nothing to wear. This is my attempt at being cute today is the same pair of pants I've been wearing on this podcast uh, it's the only pair of jeans I fit into right now. And, and I tried to wear a nice shirt, although I, <laughs> I wasn't wearing a bra. And I thought I looked cute. And then I looked through the mirror and I had one of those times where your nipples, it's a tight shirt and one nipple had gotten caught up here and one was down here and they were so wonky. And I turned around just to see if Alex would notice. And I turned around and he was all, ha ha, oh. <laughs> like he did. It was so great. It was so funny because he, you could tell he wanted to laugh, but he also was like, am I, is that going to hurt her feelings? Is that, he didn't Dave me. He didn't tell me I was shiny. He was just like, oh. Uh. <laughs> but I, I tried and I just, I ended up for the headshots. I was like, I just can't, I had like, you know, been like, I can have, uh, get, get my makeup done and get my hair done and go do like these professional shots. And I was like, I just can't right now. I can't handle the pressure of that. I don't feel like physically I don't feel like physically I don't know I just didn't so I just went I was on a walk and I was like the light's great I'm taking some pictures out here and they actually came out very cute and yeah, I was happy with them really they were really them. cute yeah and um I was like these are these are fine and no makeup nothing I was like this is what I look like and men get to do this yeah men just get to roll and in. they get to feel good yeah. about it they just get to roll in with their their wrinkles and you know uh, dry elbows and cargo shorts and feel fantastic and I am ready to live with that kind of energy I just want to just roll in and feel great I don't yet but I think maybe you just have to keep yeah, I don't know if it's possible it. as a woman to actually do that feel my that lesbian way. friends do it and they find yeah. each other very attractive you know like my lesbian friends when I've been on tour with lesbians they're like you look fucking great today and I'm like just out of bed you know and I'm like ah, ah. like yeah yes so I don't know. I maybe I'm just only going to try to appeal to lesbians now, and just this is it. Although I did put on mascara today for you. Thank you. Yeah. I put on mascara too, but I really avoided whatever that makeup was yeah. that I put in my wrinkles. I don't think I could wear foundation or powder. I just feel like it would feel so it odd feels and like heavy. Spackle. It feels really weird. But I feel like I so I'm also I a different have color. Made, <laughs> right, I'm a totally different color, and I made the error of not like for whatever reason I just stopped wearing sunscreen mm. and I think it was like I just needed that vitamin D so bad mm -hmm. when I was out walking around my neighborhood knowing that we're going to be in lockdown for month after month after month and I was just like I don't know what else to do but just wander around and so I just didn't put on any sunscreen so now my you know I've got weird blotchy skin 
freckles in funny places and discoloration and i did finally get some sunscreen the other day and i've been trying to wear it when i remember but i've always been really bad about sunscreen uh, I, I was i was really good because i lived in arizona and it was like you know here's uh sunscreen or you're just gonna have skin cancer yeah and like everybody i knew had skin cancer yeah and i yeah, was terrified i need to be cancer. better about it so it definitely Rihanna says you should wear it so I'm gonna start wearing it yeah. if Rihanna says too I'm gonna she she's after now that I'm a Fenty makeup right. owner and I wear <laughs> Rihanna, so. Rihanna bras bought, my, bought myself oh, I had did? to buy you myself uh, two new bras because I bought one and then um, because everything that I own has to be janky it like caught in the uh, dryer you know in one of those little you're drying holes. your bras well, I what I did was I put it in the dryer with a dryer sheet so that it wasn't all staticky because everything is so fucking staticky. And so like no. stuff was sticking to me. Yeah. You know, like when your t-shirt's like Yeah. So I put it in the dryer with a dryer sheet and then it caught in one of those little holes and it ripped the the little hooks out of it. <gasps> yeah. Brand new bra. That's the worst. $47 bra. Bras are so expensive. I know. Those are such pretty bras too. Yeah. I well, love the models. You're right. Like that. They have the prettiest models. I'm not. I don't own any underwear anymore or bras. I'm just. I just don't have Well, yeah, but I have like you giant have jugs. You have jugs. You have jugs. So they have, have to be harnessed in some way. And it's they're so uncomfortable if you don't have a decent fitting bra or if yeah. you don't wear a bra. Like I can't wear. I can't. I can't not wear a bra yeah it's so uncomfortable yeah that's my sisters always said because they have giant giant boobs and they were like they're just knocking around and yeah fighting under there yeah and so heavy and sweaty and they've got to be separated and they're like you know pulling into your shoulders Ugh. if you don't have a good strap and so yeah you have to and i was like well look at this rihanna bra and ruin it so then i just ordered another one well good for you yeah don't really have the money for that, but did it anyway. Your jugs made me think of how, you know, we're talking about how unattractive we are, but I don't know <laughs> if you've noticed every podcast episode, uh, a man named Heath Dean <laughs> comments is how hot we are. And on the last one we did, he said, why am I the only one who comments about how hot you guys are? I was are like, I don't know. I don't know, but it's a mystery, really. Hope you're there today. Hope, hi, Heath. We're still hot. Still got it over here in a spandex and our, our janky bras. So oh, yeah. I feel better. I feel better. I feel refreshed. I came over here with a lot of weird, upset energy, and I feel calmer and just getting to sit out here in the sun with you. And it's warm. Oh my gosh! Today I cannot wait until something, some of the stuff starts blooming. We have some of the crocuses yeah. blooming, but this yard is a spectacular. I am so excited to see in it in the spring glory. and summer. So I can't wait for this, and we may eventually transition back out onto the lanai, or you know, yeah, we could make another area. No, I we could do the lanai. I would love it. Yeah, it's so it's I can't wait to see this in summer. And my yard's the same. We planted all of this stuff in the fall. A few things are blooming, like the daffodils came up. They're blooming a little bit in the crocus, but I put in so much stuff and I'm just so excited for summer. Also, I spent the weekend, I dug out a big, uh, added onto it. We have like a little garden, but I dug it all out and got rid of all the grass, put in bricks and I planted like my spring garden, your kales and your leeks and your fennels, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I was, it just felt so good to be outside and like, working I just feel like I've been so physically 
stationary for so long, which I'm not, I, I think I've always probably stayed in decent shape, mostly because I'm always running through an airport carrying two bags, you know, and just sitting so much this, we had such a, like a cold last few months. And I just, you know, I just, I would go for a walk, but it would just be, it wasn't that much, you know, I didn't go for like a, a two hour hike or anything. Right. It just feels so good to be outside and get back in my body. I feel like you were saying you have had a hard time being in your thoughts. I feel like I've had a hard time being in my body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like every time I do yoga, I just feel so resentful. Yeah. I'm just so like, oh, why do I have bones? God, oh, it's so annoying. And I just like, I just, I, it'll be nice to just get back into the world. I Maybe it is spring. Maybe we can be hopeful. You're vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. We're going to yeah, start. Dave's vaccinated. Oh my God. It's going to start being, feeling normal again. Yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to write going to get vaccinated. A lot of people especially here. Yep. I'm going to write some jokes this uh next week. Okay. That's well, my plan. next time we meet, um maybe you can try a couple of them out. Okay. See how Yeah, it goes. that's gone really well on live streams before. <laughs> it usually takes me about 45 minutes to get through one while I explain <laughs> all the backstory ever that has ever occurred around that. What do you think we're that. doing here? <laughs> that's, yeah, okay. this we're is, working it out. We're working it out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's what I do is I have an idea for a joke and then I come here and I'm like, that's not funny. Now that I'm saying it out loud, it's actually a pretty depressing concept. So, <laughs> Yeah, but a lot of the most depressing concepts are the most funny concepts. I do have some funny around. stuff. You can I've bring been, it around. I've been knocking around. I have some funny stuff I'm like ready to. My mom reminded me of a story that usually my mom when she's like oh honey you should make a joke of that i'm always like that's i'm not but. ever gonna but this yeah about you know what are funny sex between couples it's funny stuff that's funny and i'm always like thanks mom but this actually was a pretty good story and i think i'm gonna try to make it into a joke but it might be too gross it's about diarrhea. It's okay. about dog well, diarrhea. Maybe so we'll save try that it. one for a different audience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I told the kids that you don't allow farts in the house and they think that's the funniest <laughs> thing they've ever heard. And Henry was like, what if we ate a bunch of beans and we just like went over there and then we just like kept like, like ripping them and then pretending we didn't know what it was. Like, what was, what was that? Oh, There's yeah, no farts sure allowed the, the- in this house. That wasn't a fart. I was sure. I was like, we couldn't do that. We would not be allowed back ever. <laughs> And Henry thinks that's so funny that yeah. you don't allow farts. Yeah. And cool. Arthur was like, I just don't understand. <laughs> I just don't understand. <laughs> yeah. What's the logistics of that? <laughs> <laughs> so they thought it was as great as I did. Yeah. It's tough for everybody, but not for me. Not for you. <laughs> that's the way to live. It's the way to live. Yeah. Still happy about the rules that I put in place for my life. A lot of them are really good. Yeah, I envy it. I just, I got bowled over a long time ago and now I'm right. just trying you to had, survive. You had no chance. You had I'm just trying, I'm in the rapids, just trying to breathe, you know? Yeah, I have one one uh, student of the month who you doesn't do. even know how to tell time, so I can push uh, him around pretty it. easy. I love it. Yeah, you could, he doesn't even know what day it is. You can just tell him anything. Farts aren't allowed inside. It's, farts aren't allowed inside anywhere. <laughs> ever anywhere any anywhere you are that's illegal yeah he'll go to jail do you have can i ask this we'll we'll cut we'll be done after this but do you have a drone boy update for us or can you not talk about it still (sighs) legally i don't know if i have a drone boy update uh or it legally there there are some things going on but i don't know what they are i do know that there may be some resolution on the 25th of this month okay but i will tell you my most recent interaction with him was i was out walking my dog 
and um, he was also walking his dog. He walked by my house as many times as he can all day long. He just like he's he obsessed just, with he's you. obsessed. And um, you know, if he walks by and then he gets his drone out and he looks at us. So we were walking by each other and usually I, I avoid him like the plague. So I know when he takes his walks and I go at a different time. But for whatever reason, we come upon each other in a walk. And he has this giant, you know, the dog that I've talked about before. I have little dogs. And he's always telling everybody in the neighborhood that they're supposed to have their dog on a leash. But he doesn't have his dog on a leash. And so I look over and this motherfucker doesn't have his dog on a leash. It's a, what is it? A Great Dane? You know, it's like, it's like yeah. a 200 pound it's like dog. It's mastiff or something. It's- yeah, it's massive. And so I'm like, where's your leash? And that's all I said, right? And he flipped out. He just flipped. He just started screaming and he wasn't even screaming. He was, well, he wasn't screaming words other than blah, blah, blah. He was just screaming, blah, blah, blah. He was literally screaming, he was blah, screaming blah, 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 blah. blah. <laughs> well, with an argument like that, he has you. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I just keep walking. I'm going this way. He's coming this way. He walks around the around the corner and he's screaming at the top of his lungs, blah, 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 blah. And then I get home from my walk and he proceeds to walk his other two dogs in front of the house screaming blah 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 walks back screaming oh blah blah my blah god walks again blah 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 back blah 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 he's literally doing this all fucking day oh my and god and i'm just like i don't know if he can see me like in my house like how does he but he is so irate this guy has anger management problems oh like, yeah he cannot process anything without like flipping his lid blah blah and then blah. he goes home and i see him like in his front yard and he's got his drone and he's going and he's doing this with his hand and he's just like he's just wired up man you gave him something to do all day he was just gonna come back he was gonna microwave himself some hungry man macaroni and watch a little fox news but instead you gave him all day and something to be fired up about what a gift yeah yeah so that was really exciting. that's an incredible update but i was just like wow this is just like the most bizarre person i don't yeah. do know what his deal is like actually you know what it made me think of is my driver's ed teacher who we realized was um much later was going through the first stages of alzheimer's and there was a lot of confusion and panic but also that's the only time that i've ever seen that kind of indistinct indistinct rage mm-hmm. that like rage that is unrelated to anything it's just like anger because yeah. there's no reason me saying like where's your leash should have you know involved him for an entire day of rage yeah i mean i don't care how like weird or crazy you are like that's not a full day no response you go where's your leash and then you stomp away (laughs) right you you're like i fucking hate that lady grouse your wife and then forget about it yeah but that kind of thing i feel like well maybe this is actually kind of more like Alzheimer's, dementia yeah, stuff. dementia stuff, well, still, or something. He maced you. He's violent. He's dangerous. <laughs> oh, totally, a hundred percent. I mean, I'm not like letting him off the hook no. because I know that he is, you know, officially probably 
has some kind of brain diminishment or Although, maybe he never I mean, has had it. But. The, the Fox News uh, insurrectionist mania is so similar to dementia. How yeah. do you tell? Right. How do you tell? You right. Know, and, and I know that a lot of it has to do with like a person who has never experienced consequence. He has never experienced a consequence of even somebody saying something to him. Yeah. Nobody even saying put a leash on your dog. Right. Or don't fly your drone over my house. Yeah. You pervert. He's never had anyone. No correction. No correction. correction. Yeah, exactly. So it really probably does feel untenable to him that there is a person who is like calling him out and like noticing his bad behavior and pointing it out to him and probably pointing it out to other people and being like, "Ah, I'm not up for this. Not up for your bad behavior. No. So it's funny because just like that woman we were talking about at the beginning, that guy still is the hero in his own story. Yeah. That's what I think is so fascinating about humans. Yeah. By and large, everybody is still the hero in their own story. No matter how terrible you are, most yeah. people that's true. And then you have, you know, the rest of us who have lived in a cave of self-doubt our entire <laughs> world, our entire life. And are always like, am I wrong? I'm wrong. I'm just going to gaslight myself. Okay. So sorry. You know, like, well, I mean, I shouldn't have said something. I should have just, you know, turned my cheek and, and no, walked the other I way. I don't think so. But honestly, what I, what I said was so benign. Yeah. And that I, I kind of thought he would just be like, yeah, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. You know, like that would have been like, that's about the reaction that I would expect. I respect you. I was telling Alex, because we were talking about uh, uh, Drone Boy before yesterday, the day before, and talking about your the situation. And I was like, I have so much respect for Jocelyn because she's such an adult um, and she never escalates that. And I absolutely <laughs> would. If he had blah, 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 that would have become like a whole like joke in our family. And we would have made blah, blah, blah signs and put him in the yard. And we would have just, I mean, us as a family would have well, thought trust that was me, so we funny. Are, we have been yelling blah, blah, blah at each other for weeks at least now. That. At least that. I just think that's so funny. And I just... <laughs> he's not wrong it's the perfect comeback it's kind of i mean what do you say it's it's devastating (laughs) well i think that that's a perfect place to stop because i'm so that's so funny and i can't wait to just yell blah 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 at alex whenever he tries to talk to me about any of my bad behavior blah 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 amazing yeah so, well, anyway, if you ever well, need someone to be juvenile and egg his house, I, I'm so all about that. I'm so ready to be. Well, I just hope that when you drive by now every time that you lean out your window and scream blah, oh, blah, Oh, I for blah, sure and, will. And, you know, it will be caught on camera. So there Good. is that. Yeah. But <laughs> whenever there's someone in our on our street who has a smile, you're on camera. And there's just I'm just enough of a teenager still left in me. Every time I walk by it, I'm always like, <laughs> I just can't. If you're like, smile, you're on camera. I'm like, you're on camera. Blah, blah, blah. I just cannot. I can't help it. Yeah. We have cameras now because of him. I understand that. um, I really don't like it. In fact, I I was just like, oh, I hate this because it like sends you updates and then you have to turn the updates off every 24 hours so that it doesn't constantly send you pings about like there's a person in your area there's a vehicle it, it like picks up animals it's oh, like there God. was a squirrel on your porch just thought you should know <laughs> but um on monday my uh cleaning gal comes and i realized that it was like gonna show me when she arrived and show me when she left and i was like i don't want to know that Too feels like that, that's not fair shit. to her like yeah. don't tell me that yeah, I... She's allowed to be here, but it, like, you know, it just... 
it's just constantly giving you updates on, you know, Dave goes to the car in the morning or, you know, Bodhi comes in and I'm just like, I don't want to know don't all need this. Don't know everything. Yeah. There's like a trend on TikTok of people who have cameras in their kids' bedrooms and then they like make like TikToks out of the funny things the kids are doing. And I'm like, you should not have a camera in your kid's bedroom. Like nope. I get like maybe a baby monitor when their kids are tiny to make sure whatever. But like these are like, you know, older kids and having a camera in your kid's room seems like such an invasion of their privacy to me. Like you need to be able to know like privacy is a human right, you know, like you need to be able to know that you are alone truly. But it also, I feel it's like so it's an invasion of my own privacy. Yeah. yeah. You know, I feel like, like, no, no, no. My privacy. Oh, it's being tracked. Is, That's, I mean, you know what in I mean? My own That's home. I don't sold. like it. That data is being sold. It's out there. Everybody's seen yeah. Dave leave the house at 530. You have a YouTube channel. I don't know if you're aware <laughs> of that. Uh, I watch all your stuff. And all I wanted was protection. You know, like, like if he does something, drone boy, then I can, you know, take it to a court or something. Which is valid since That's he mace you in your own yard. So, yeah. You know, like, but now it's just like, oh, I know when everybody's coming and going and, Yuck. you know, yeah. way no. too many squirrels and, yeah, hate it. Now I'm not you know, you realize when I have to walk out there now I have to be like, <laughs> please do. So I Fuck can... you, Nanny State bullshit, Jocelyn. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. Don't do it if you can. Well, avoid this it. was lovely and um I appreciate every time that we come over here. I just or I come over here. It's uh, I feel better. I feel yeah, better. Me too. I Thanks hope you guys here. feel better. Uh, I forgot to read the questions on the last one to uh, I will look through for next time. Yeah. And this was a weird one because I had drone boy stuff going on last week. And, yeah. Um, but we should get back on some regular schedule. Yeah, we will. We're back nice. on Fridays. Um, yeah. We just it, you had drone boy. Yeah. Things going on. Mm-hmm. Not just blah, blah, blah things. <laughs> legal things. <laughs> All right, yeah. you guys. Love thanks you. for watching. Bye. And we love you. Bye. <laughs>